is After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Universal After Dark, a universal podcast that's not the same as all the others. So, Titan to Madagascar. So essentially, I can tie into Madagascar. So essentially, I went to London Zoo, and my parents took me to the uh, the lion enclosure, and a lion walked up to the front of the cage area, lifted its tail up, and sprayed me. But Although the lion would have pissed all over me, because it had been raining that day, I had the rain cover over the the buggy, and so the buggy got covered in lion wee, and not me. But I still hate my parents. Um, Amanda, do you want to start the show? <laughs> okay, then. That was only last week. <laughs> that was <only> yesterday. <laughs> On that note, welcome to Universal After Dark. I'm Amanda, and I'm joined today, obviously, by Nick. Yo! Not covered in lion way, I hope. Not today, I had a wash. Not, not today, not today. Craig? Shitting! <laughs> P-dubs? Hello! And Chris <laughs> Ripley? Hello! And today, we're going to go back in time, we're going to hop into our DeLorean, and we're going to go back to the 90s. Amanda, that's a great idea. I have one concern that I think we need to address before we jump into the DeLorean, though. What's your concern? Well, if we jump back into the DeLorean and go back to 1993, I will only be 10. And in fact, there's only one person left on the podcast that would have been of legal drinking age. So, can we (laughs) open our drinks now? Okay. Because otherwise, that might be illegal. And Amanda's going to be drinking a baby sham from a bottle. Yeah. With a teeth on? <laughs> yeah. In a okay, ramp. Nick, what are you drinking? I am drinking, and I, oh, God, I've been waiting for this. For, we've been sat here talking nonsense for the last 45 minutes, waiting for Mr. Ripley to turn up, so I've been gagging <laughs> for this. And it is... Diet Pepsi Max Coke. Chip. No, it is a Desperado. Average oh, tequila flavour. Oh. Not that rum stuff they did, just plain old tequila and beer. <laughs> Chin chin. Okay, Craig, what are you drinking? Well, I didn't want to crack open a single malt whiskey, so I've got the dregs of the vodka and I'm on vodka and orange. <sighs> Fuck on orange, are you my wife? <laughs> my wife! My I'm wife! Wearing... My wife's knickers. <laughs> and I'm... Okay, Paul, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm being a bit random, I've got a snake bite. Oh. A snake got bite at home? Back. Yeah. Kinky. That's a throwback. Well, we are going to the 90s. That is true. Yeah. Chris, what are you drinking? 
Well, I've just drunk my whole body weight in rum, so at the moment I'm drinking nothing. You are literally young, dumb, and full of rum. Full of rum. (laughs) After how long it took, we thought you were full of something else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Our body fluids are available. So, Amanda, that just leaves you. I'll let you guess. Bud. Bud Light. Bud Light. I'm still on the Bud Light kick. I can't get enough of it. But on that note, though, I I spent the day in London the other day, and nowhere sells Budweiser in London. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. Nowhere. Number one, number one, how did you come down to London and not ask me or Ripples to come and meet you? Um, <laughs> you were in Brighton. Oh, that, oh yeah, that, that excuse. You were yeah. dressed, you were known as Tracy. Wearing oh so, no no other names are available. You were known <laughs> as Leah. Leah wearing a crotchless dress. I was. Yes, that's why I couldn't hang out with you. I'll let you off. So you couldn't find a single pub that was serving Budweiser. I found one in the end. Um, On tap. The seventeenth no, pub. But it was. Um, the guy behind the bar was like, Bear said that they didn't have any. And then when I was complaining and lied and said that I was allergic to everything else and that he was spoiling my entire life, he was like, I've got a Czech Republic version of Budweiser. Oh, yeah, that's nice, that. So I had that. Well, that's the original Budweiser, isn't it? That's, that's better. what he was saying to me. He was like, this isn't your American rubbish. And I was like, I'm not American, mate. I'm a scout, yeah, well, no. From, from your accent, you do sound like you could have come from Alabama. You've got that Should... certain Adam Santana twang about it. She's got your little Scouse flick knife out and stuck it in his eye. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about it. Didn't Other types of Scouses are available. Anyway. At, any, at any point during the session, did your eye plop out? Thank <laughs> the Lord, no. Stank eye! I tried to behave a bit. Right, but... come on, Let's anyway, let's get, get in another Yeah. We've gotta go back in time. Oh, yeah. So, we're going back to the 90s for a reason. We're going back to Universal Studios in the 90s because that's my favourite time at Universal. And I know that quite a few of our listeners didn't get to go to Universal in the 90s and maybe they're quite new to it. So Some of our gonna... hosts didn't either. Yeah, so... We're going to give you a tour of 90s Universal. Now, Amanda, I just want to... And that, look, this is your show. I'm interrupting. I know that. I don't know why the hell I'm on this podcast, because I just That's ruin cool. it every time. But you said that the 90s was your favourite time at Universal. Yeah. Some people may know this. Some, some listeners may not. Could you just confirm how old you would have been going to Universal back then? I would have been between the ages of 2 and 10. <laughs> wow. Oh, and that just made me feel old. <laughs> okay, I went to Universal in 1993, and I was a sprightly 19 years old. No, 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 19. And Amanda could have been there at the same time, shitting in her nappy. Yeah. <laughs> that is horrific. <laughs> yeah. Christmas. I was the uh, same as Nick. We were about 10, weren't we, I think? 93 would have been 10, yeah. Yeah. So you're the same age as Nick. That burns me out. 
Three of us Pete, are the same age. You picked up three as well. <laughs> so 83, only... baby! 83! Yeah. <laughs> By the way, listeners, I have had, like, I've drunk half a bottle of Desperado. I didn't drink before we started recording, so any complaints about he sounds like a drunk idiot, I'm not yet at all. I'm just an idiot, full stop. This is just the leftover from the uh, the 45 minutes beforehand. Oh, this is still the recovery from the gay bar on Saturday. <laughs> I'm going to take you to a gay bar! Can you believe they didn't have that for karaoke, by the way? <laughs> I went, I went, I, we, did, we did a karaoke session in Brighton, and they only had uh, Danger High Voltage. They didn't have gay bar. Disappointing. Well, that's a shame. Yeah, because it would literally be on for 18 hours a fucking day. That's why they didn't have it. <laughs> right. Anyway. So, in the DeLorean. We're in the DeLorean. We're going back. Who's driving? And, Amanda. Uh, me, obviously. She's the daddy now. The seatbelt's on, because I'm not very good at driving. <laughs> Should we do seatbelt sound effect? Yeah, do it. Clunkly. <laughs> Oh, that's the scout seatbelt if ever I've heard one. Quick, quick, governor! We don't even say governor. Oh, yeah. With you, Mary Poppins. It'd be clunk, click, mate. No, 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 that's, that was my, my seatbelt. Clunk, click, lid. A Londoner. All right, then. Anyway, there's no parking structure for us to park our DeLorean in because that wasn't built yet. Well, where are we going? We don't need roads. Well, that's true. But we still need to park our DeLorean. And so, if this was 1993, we'd be parking in a SeaWorld-style parking lot right next to the Globe. I've got wow. no recollection of the car park. No recollection whatsoever. It was literally just a flat, flat car park, just like SeaWorld. Could you remember that, Amanda? No, but it's on my videos. Um... <laughs> I remember it. So, so you, you, you you had the Hard Rock Cafe that was right next to the car park, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at that on the map. Shaped like it's a, a guitar. Like a guitar. That's it. Yeah. So you'd walk towards the globe, and the globe wasn't the blue and green type globe that it is now. It was just a silver metal structure globe. Which is now in Hollywood. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. There you go. So when did it change then? Because I'm almost certain, and this could be a Mandela effect, I don't know, but when you used to see Nickelodeon programs filmed at Universal Studios, Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was that the globe that's there now. But what you're saying is it would have been the silver globe. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Well, Mandela me down. It was changed, but I want to say, like, Around the same time of Islands of Adventure. So I mean, ninety nine. Okay. Yeah, I'll go with that. Well, I'll find it and let you know. So, I'm going to walk through the arches. The arches are different now to what they were before. So before they were a kind of greyish colour, and there was a couple less arches than what there are now. But the majority of that area is still exactly the same as it is now. So it's still the same shops there and things like that. So, the first attraction that we'll see, if we look to our right, is going to be Lucy Attribute. Is that is that really an attraction? 
Does yeah. anyone ever consider it to be an attraction? Well, it's like... Yeah. yeah, it's like the Walt Disney thing in Hollywood Studios, isn't it? Yeah. So all their clothes and that, some set props were in there. I thought it was fantastic. I love Lucille Ball. And I was really sad when they decided to get rid of it, which was only last year. So everyone will know what it is anyway. Can Can I tell you something about that? If you've yeah. got a story, I love I have, stories. Come I've on. I've got a story. A, a certain man well... called James Michael Roddy told me once, uh, who someone on here knows better than I now, um, <laughs> told, told me <laughs> that um, he wanted to convert that into a Halloween Horror Nights museum. That would have been fantastic. Yeah, right back when um, uh, sort of late 90s, early noughties, sort of, I think it was around 2000, um, as a way of advertising the event for the uh, masses all, all year round. Anyway, there was two things that stopped it. One, operations didn't like the fact that the first thing you'd see walking into this lovely <laughs> family theme park is loads of zombies and dead puppets and clowns and things. Um, but the other thing was there was a really, re- and I don't know if this still exists, there's a really strong Lucille Ball drag society. <laughs> And I think they featured in Jess in the film Rat Race. Yeah. And they they got wind of this idea and wrote in and complained, and then that was the final nail in the coffin. What? Yeah. So it that's stayed. Nice. That's why it stayed for so long, that Lucille Ball thing. That is crazy. Lucille well, Ball lives on, though, doesn't she? Or has yeah, she she's been retired? A, um, no, she's long dead. But she's like, there's still a walk-around character. Yeah, that, yeah. Who might actually play an icon of Halloween Horror Nights. That's true. I don't love Lucy. Why? <laughs> I just don't. I mean, the thing is, and I mean, Craig obviously might be able to have a different pitch, uh, like different view of things because, you know, he was alive when there was two <laughs> TV channels and shit like that. But... I never really, you know, like, I Love Lucy was something I heard of, but it was something I never, ever got to see in the UK. It was on so Channel had... 4. Yeah, yeah. Back like, when me and Ripples and P-dubs were like sperms in someone's <laughs> ball sack, possibly. <laughs> but not when we were actually able to watch TV, you nerd. So, like... out the eye. <laughs> but... well, I'm the youngest person on this podcast. And I've seen episodes of I Love Lucy. And, but what I'm saying is, is that when I was growing up, I didn't have uh, knowledge of I Love Lucy. I'd never seen I Love Lucy. I'm not saying I haven't seen bits and pieces afterwards, but what I'm saying is, is that I didn't. And yes, now in the world of like, you know, YouTube and stuff like that, you can watch an episode whenever you like. But I never had that association with her. So I knew she was an American icon, but certainly from my point of view, there was there was no kind of uh, love there. Well, that's a shame. So that's, and that's all it is. I'm not saying that anyone's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's, that's my take on things. OK. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, look, I said, look, before this, before we started recording, early today, earlier in the week, I said, "Why do you have me on this show?" All I do is just, no, but all I do is mess it up. Because <laughs> there's no I in team. Start you making me choke on my beer. It's just like there's no B and Q in Wigan. <laughs> well, that is a travesty. There's a home base, but for American listeners, that's Home Depot. B and Q is essentially Home Depot. 
Right, so after Lucy attribute Amanda. Yes. We have Hitchcock. Yes. Now. I've got vague, vague recollections of this, and we've talked about that in the past. I definitely did it in 93. You've got better memories because your dad got dragged up, didn't he? Yeah. This is one of my favourite universal memories that I have is the Alfred Hitchcock attraction. It was fantastic. It was so, so much fun. And I feel like that because I went to that so much when I was growing up, that got me into watching Hitchcock movies because obviously I wouldn't have watched them then because I was too young. Mm. But the memories of that got me really into watching Alfred Hitchcock's movies. And obviously I've got the really good memories and the really good videos of my dad being involved with the show. And I think it was just a fantastic attraction. They should bring it back. They should bring it back. So is that where the horror show is now? No. no. Oh, is no. it Shrek? Shrek, Shrek, Shrek. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So out of 100, what score would you give it, Nick? <laughs> uh, I, would give it, I would give it a strong 78. Okay. Having, like having no idea what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> 100. <laughs> no, no, no. I know the scoring system, Chris. I'm talking about the attraction. <laughs> I never Hitchcock saw the attraction. would be proud. Hey. Um, I, 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 as, a, as a fan of film, I am a Hitchcock fan. Um, I still think The Birds is a pretty good film. Obviously, Psycho. Uh, Strangers on a Train. Uh, was Planes, Trains and Automobiles his as well? I can't remember. Anyway, um, <laughs> he, he made some obviously cracking films. Rear Window, um, you know, lots of really good films that really set a kind of standard. So um, he's one of those kind of... See, that to me is more of a, of, a, of a worthy icon than I Love Lucy. I think his films and, and TV shows... Ha, you know, had more of an impact personally, globally. Than I've never seen a Hitchcock of. movie. Get what? off, Craig. Get Fire. out. See get you later. Get off the podcast now. Craig, hang on. Get out. Surely you've seen Psycho. I've seen bits of it. So oh. you have seen a bit of one then? No, I've never sat and watched Psycho. Oh, me? What? Psych. You need to. You know what? You know what? I've just decided. I know this is a Disney reference, but Craig is essentially Gerald from Finding Dory. And we're all telling <laughs> to piss off of our rock. <laughs> piss off, Gerald. Not seeing a Hitchcock film. Jesus H. Can we do a pop after dark about Hitchcock? Yeah, I'll watch the, them all. In the back, you won't. There's 54, I think, we'd all watch. Oh, that's it now, Craig. You, you're stuffed. You're 54 films now. Especially, especially the last serious. one. Especially the last one. Like, yeah, we'll do Bond. I'll watch all the Bonds. How many did he watch one? Because Goldfinger was on. Craig has got 87 films to watch. He's uh, back catalogue. It's going to be a busy Um, weekend. In all seriousness, you can get, and I've I've got this, um, although I've never watched, I still haven't watched all the films in it, um, but I've got a Hitchcock box set of about 20 films. Ooh. It's the the main, you know, ones that we're talking about. So, you know, Psycho, Birds, Rear Window... Strangers, 
um, Rebecca, that kind of stuff. But um, mm. you can normally get it quite cheap, actually. It's not a very expensive box set, considering the quality of films you get in it. So, um, can, I, can I give you a, a fa- little quick factoid about the Hitchcock? Ooh. Yes. Well, two factoids. One, Julie Zimmerman, who created, uh, co-created Halloween Horror Nights, this was her favourite attraction. She, she actually created this from scratch. Wow. Um, it was based on an idea that Steven Spielberg had. Wow. Um, Steven Spielberg was a big fan, big nerd of Hitchcock, but Hitchcock always refused to meet him. Oh, what? Yeah, he used to loiter on the set, and Hitchcock used to have to get him um, security guards to take him away. Because <laughs> they were both Universal directors, weren't they? So when did Hitchcock yeah. die then? Uh, 80, 1980. Did he? No, Doddy. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and the other thing, which I think is brilliant, is when they was uh, ripping that soundstage out to put Shrek in, they had a big, uh, big, big, big skip out back, and they threw all the stuff from the Hitchcock attraction into the skip to go to landfill. And on top of the skip was one of they used to have these waxworks of Alfred Hitchcock, and one of them was sitting on top of the skip. And two tour guides at Universal went after the park shut one night and stole the mannequin <laughs> from the skip. Can you imagine this? You know, it's pitch black, and there's these two blokes carrying this Alfred Hitchcock dummy across the studio. Um, it went away for a bit, and then now it currently sits in the uh, touring, uh, the VIP office, which is at the back of the theme park, and it's still there to this day. To Why be is that fair, though, that me and you would do, Chris? Yeah, that is definitely something you and I. <laughs> to be fair, though, like from anyone that was quite a long distance away, it would look like two people carrying a giant D. Unless <laughs> that was always Hitchcock's thing. Um, yeah. I didn't realise he died so young, actually, because I don't... I'm going to... Right, now, this is something young. I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to... He wasn't young. He was an old he man was, when... Sorry, 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 sorry. What I mean was he died so long ago, I didn't realise it was that long ago, not young. Um, oh. But I don't know if anyone else remembers this, but does anybody remember when Arachnophobia came out? Yes. Yeah. Does anybody remember the TV adverts that said... In the 60s, we had the birds. In the 70s, Jaws. In the 80s, Alien. And now for the 90s, Arachnophobia. I don't remember it, but I bet you it's on YouTube. You know what? It's not. I've never, ever found this trailer. To the point where you know... This is it. To the point where you think... No, because I remember seeing it so frequently before Arachnophobia came out that it must have been... And the tagline for it was the last word in, the, in suspense. And I cannot, I've never found this advert since. If anyone listening remembers, if anyone can find it on YouTube, please, for the life of me, send us a link because it has done my nutting since, for like the last 15 or so years when I've been trying to find it. Yeah, and if anyone has a video where Sinbad's a genie, Send it does exist. It does exist. <laughs> We've all we all believe it, but no one's ever seen it. Sinbad I'm convinced that I've got it on on VHS. Yes, somewhere. yes. Sinbad from Sinbad from uh, Brookie. Yes, that's Sinbad. <laughs> not not the comedian Sinbad from America. No, the uh, the, the Sinbad that washed the, the windows one. in Brookie. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. So we're going to move over to our left now. Yeah. So, if we shimmy on over to our left... We're Can, I have... Can I make a guess? Can I make a guess? Because I haven't seen the map, so this okay. is just what I think. Was this 
the fantastic world of Han, Han, uh, Hanna-Barbera? It was. Yeah! Yeah. Never, never ridden it, but... Oh, what? It, when did it close? Was it 2005? Um, it changed to Jimmy Neutron in, I think, 2003. 2002, 2003. So and never went on that either. Despicable Me in 2012, I want to say. 2011, yeah. 2012. Yeah, I think um, it, was, it was 12 or so, yeah. I've got no recollection of this. It was fantastic. It's the best version. Of, it, well, I mean, it's been the same ride premise. So you still sit in the little moving room for every version of the ride. But... It was Hanna-Barbera, so it was things like the Flintstones, Jetsons. Oh, it's all coming back to me. It was so good. Were you, Flip like, in, in some sort of time travel thing vehicle? Or like something? a DeLorean? Yeah. <laughs> what was the story? So you'd, you'd basically just be going through all of... The, it's exactly the same as what happens in like the Spickle Me and and um, the Jimmy Neutron version. So you're just kind of going through, and I think that you had to find something, maybe. Right. Maybe. Yep. Um, but you'd basically go through and see all the different cartoon characters. So you'd see like Scooby Doo as well. And then at the end of the ride, it was a massive room that was just all like interactive things that you could play with, like Yogi Bear things and Jetsons things. It was amazing. Was the Hair Bear Bunch in there? Um, maybe. No, it wasn't. No one likes the Hair Bear Bunch. I like the Hair Bear Bunch. They all <laughs> drove like a bin lorry. Oh. There were no uh, banana splits, were there? Let's be honest. That wasn't a cartoon, or was it? Weren't they like real bananas running around? Was it real bananas? In pajamas. <laughs> oh, was that bananas in pajamas? No, you're, they were they were like circus animals. So like there was an elephant, a lion. Uh, other animals, but it Not was Hanna Barbera. It was Hanna Barbera. That's the reason. Although it was live action, it was Hanna Barbera. Mm. Well, so was, anyway. was the monkeys Hanna Barbera then? No, I don't think they were. I think they were the same as the Archies, which was another animation company. Uh, oh no, so you're talking about live action monkeys? No, yeah. that was just M- that was just NBC, uh, who of course own. Universal. Universal. Oh, yeah. See how we go round and like, yeah. And no, it all links up. It all links up. Vodka's gone right to me head. Oof. Chris, did you go on it? Um, no, I didn't. You Is that because you were too right? cool for school? Yeah, I was going to say you were probably too cool to go on it. I was just a baby, so I liked I, it. I think every time we went to it, the queues were really long because it's right by the entrance to the park. I feel like that's for every version of it of the ride since it's been there. I think it's always, always got the biggest queue in the park. Because mm. it is the first thing. They've definitely had the money's worth out of the um, the ride, though, haven't they? Yeah. Well, they can just keep changing it. They'll change it again. Mind just pickle on me. It's not a cool thing anymore. And they'll just all they'll have to do is change the video. Yeah. They were thinking cleverly. So, but if we come out of that, yeah. and then we go a little bit more left. We're going to come to Nickelodeon Studios. Now, I remember this because we acted. We were in the audience for the Gunge thing. Can't remember yeah. what it was called. But then we were asked to be extras in a kids' high school-type TV show. And we were standing, standing <laughs> in the corridor. What? 
And you're 33 at the point. I mean, what? <laughs> to be fair, if you if you think about most American uh, programs set in schools, no, I was 19, so I was like, it's prime. Yeah, I was in my prime. Yeah, but if you yeah, but if you think about it, like if you watch things like Saved by the Bell, they were all in their like late 20s. Yeah, playing 15 year olds. So as an extra, we got a certificate. We had to stand there for about three hours pointing at some notice on a notice board while the actors walked past us. What? We now have to briefly interrupt the podcast to have a few words from our sponsors. Hey, Diz After Dark listeners. I want to invite you all to join us over on ScareZone, Halloween Horror Nights podcast. ScareZone is a news, interview, history, and commentary podcast all about Universal's premier Halloween event. It's hosted by fans and experts like me, Logan Seculo, former WWE superstar Scotty Too Hotty, and Diz After Dark Zone, Chris Ripley. Subscribe however you get podcasts and head over to ScareZone.com for more information. We here at the show are proud supporters of Diz After Dark. And remember, keep your eyes closed and your ears open on ScareZone. Right, so it's it's time to talk about the other sponsor we have uh, for the Arthur Dark Podcast Network. And, gents, if you were thinking, as you, you have done previously and you will do again, if you were thinking about uh, booking a trip to you know one of the parks that we've talked about, who would you think of of asking, or, or at least approaching? Well, there's only one name, one name that springs to mind only. Wendy, so Wendy's so famous, she's only got one name like Madonna or Cher. Well, it's not actually true. She has she has two because she's got a surname as well, which is Pratter. So of course, Wendy Pratter at Magical, Magical Journey Travels. It's so we're so well prepared with this. It's like we've been practicing all day, finishing off each other's sentences, sandwiches. For God's <laughs> sake. This is totally unorganised. But we may be unorganised, but Wendy is not. Oh, smooth. You see? That's what, she, did that. that's what she's there for. Um, I'm a big fan of your work. Oh, well, we're a big fan of Wendy's work, which is which is the point more than that. Um, you know, whether you've been to Disney one or a hundred times, there's still lots of planning involved, and I think we can all attest to that. Yep. And our burgers yeah. are good as well. They are. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Um, and of course, now with Magic Bands, everything else is even more complex. I mean, geez, the last time I went, it was much easier than it is nowadays. So, you know, Wendy can be the person to take away that pain of getting a reservation for Be Our Guest. Where, friend of the show, that Florida guy just tried, tried the grey stuff. Yeah. hasn't reported back yet as to what it tasted like. Um, and, you know, you could try and get a fast pass for Anna and Elsa. Now, if us mere uh, muggles or, or mortals uh, tried to get a fast pass for Be Our Guest or Anna and Elsa meet and greets, how successful do you think we would be? Well, I've already failed. I didn't get, I didn't get an idea for Be Our Guest. Say. So I wish I'd I wish I'd gone to Wendy for that one. Wendy, not just the home of good burgers, 
but the mm-hmm. home of good travel planning. So visit Wendy at WPMagicJourneys.com or you can contact her on Twitter at WPMagicJourneys. And of course, if you mention that you heard one of our amazing podcasts uh, and that's how you got to, uh, to hear of Wendy, uh, she'll give you $25 off your deposit for any trip package. And uh, our own Mr. Ripley at the moment has been on a, one of the Disney cruises and uh, she's able to offer generous onboard credits for Disney Cruise Lines as well. Something to bear in mind. So if you are thinking of uh, of you know making a trip before you go anywhere else, go and find Wendy Pratt at Magical Journeys Travels. WPMagicJourneys.com Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, you'll feel like a Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> and now, back to the show. Honestly, we were TV shouting. Well, they used to film Keen and Calvair and Clarissa Explains It All, and all I ever wanted was to be an extra on Clarissa. Oh, oh hi, Sam. It's like my dream. Oh. I can never do it. I, 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 I love Clarissa Explains It All. I did. But Ash was in that gun show. Was she? By the way, I don't think anyone gave Chris the, the respect he deserved then for doing a like and and saying hi Sam. That was that was like you just played audio from an episode of Clarissa Explains It All. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Brilliant. You, you deserve more than that. But so, it was that was a good what, time. What, what, the slime, what's the slime show then? Because I mean, I know Nickelodeon did a lot of stuff with Gunge, but there wasn't many programs that I remember seeing that involved the gunge. It was it was like a live thing that they were doing. Um, so I think it was like to have a whole live audience there, and then I don't think it was filmed for anything. Right. Oh. It was just like an audience participation thing. So you'd go in and watch it, oh. and then they pick the audience. Like a bit like um, oh, what's it called? Um, American Idol. Where you know yeah. you participated in a, in, a, in a in a show, but it wasn't a proper show. I think yeah, I don't remember it being filmed, so I think that probably was. And who wants to be a millionaire before that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now the tram tour. Can you remember anything about the Nickelodeon tram tour? I didn't know there was one. It was the studio tram tour, and I don't remember much about it. I never did it, but I've got a really good story about it. Oh. <laughs> Everyone gather around, I love... So the thing is, when I'm researching my Halloween Horror Nights book, I talk to these people that work for Universal for years, and then they they sort of tell me stuff about things that happened at the park that's nothing to do with Halloween Horror Nights, so I sort of collect all these old stories. But um, anyway, they were filming not the first season, but like the second or the third season, for, for just because they wanted to keep it a film studio, inverted commas, of Sequest, DSV. Anyone remember Sequest? I do yeah. indeed, yeah. Now the, the the captain in that was um, I always Roy his name. Schneider. Roy Schneider. I always want to say Ron Schneider. Tell <laughs> <laughs> if you want, he, he might appreciate it. But yeah, but he supposedly he in real life was like the grumpiest man ever. He wouldn't go on the Jaws ride. He wouldn't have his photo taken uh, in, the, in the Amityville area. Anyway, his trailer was at the back of one of the sound stages closest to where he was filming, 
and it was right on the route where the trams used to run. And they had to time it. So when he was in his trailer between takes, they couldn't run trams past his trailer. Right. Yeah. So there used to be like massive queues build up because they had to wait. Oh, Mr. Snyder's having his um, 12 o'clock, um, uh, you know, truffle shuffle. Uh, we better <laughs> we, we better hold off with the trams. And then the queues just used to build up. How weird. Yeah. That's boss, that, isn't it? But I, 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 didn't, I never went on it, so I, I don't know anything about it, really. I don't know if I went on it. I'm not too sure. I'm going to have to look through my videos. But I just I just don't remember anything about it, really. It didn't last very long, did it? No. I think no. it was, like, the first attraction they got rid of. I think so. Um, but if we come out of there and we head back towards where we just were at Hitchcock and we... Go to our right again. Then we had Murder, She Wrote. Murder, She Wrote. Murder, She Wrote. I'm, I'm assuming that wasn't based on the Chakademus and yeah. Pliers song. No. Oh. No. Demus and Pliers did a song about Murder, She Wrote. Well, I, I, I mean, if you, li- if you read the lyrics, I don't think they're talking about Jessica Fletcher. Oh, okay. <laughs> Right, well, I've got no recollection of this. I have got this on my video. And it's it's very similar to what um, the Hitchcock mm. attraction was, really. Oh, yeah. I don't remember this being the theme tune. Yeah, no, it was. Not the theme tune. I can, oh, I can yeah. just see Angela Lansbury doing her rocking to that. <laughs> she does. She do, normally does that as a medley with, um, you know, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Beast. <laughs> yeah, she normally like, does that, and then like halfway, break down, and it, and then jumps into. Pale as old as time. And then and then she's uh, she's twerking and keeps talking about Mandem <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. She loves Mandem. Well, anyway, this was... <laughs> <laughs> it kind of showed you how they do the effects to make the show and makeup and sound and things like that. Then they changed this to the Hercules and Xena show, which my mom and dad were both in. Wow. Yeah. My dad was a some kind of demon thing. And my mum was a... Um, Small princess? No. What do you call... some Like, when it's like a half a horse and half a human? Uh, a what? A, sorry, a, a freak? Um, <laughs> which half was she? Um, a, a centaur. Centaur. Yeah, was that's she what the she horse was, half or the human half? <laughs> she was the human half. <laughs> So they showed you how they do, like, green screens and CGI and things like that. Um, but now that's Transformers. No way. Mm-hmm. I've got a story about that. Oh, come on, I love it. <laughs> Dude, it is, you know what? That's the catchphrase of the show. <laughs> this is the best show ever. Oh, that's our Jim Hill catchphrase. <laughs> well, we need some T-shirts printed. 
Nick, that's your job. <coughs> Patron. <coughs> Tell us the story. Tell us the story, Jack It's only short. Is that that building after it was Hercules was empty for a long time, and it had structural issues, and they fixed the issues. And then they built a, a whole haunted house in there to use it for Halloween Horror Nights. And it was quite a big house. And then over in California, they said, look, we found some money under the sofa. Um, we're, we're behind with Harry Potter. Here, have a Transformers. So in like the August or the September, they then knocked the soundstage down with the haunted house still inside what? and built Transformers. Holy crap. Yeah, so that year, we were one house short at Halloween Horror Nights because it had been demolished. Annoying. That's, that's uh, they put Transformers up in about 20 minutes, if I remember rightly. They did, yeah, because they it was literally they built it. Where, where else have they got it? The other parks they got it in Hollywood, haven't they? Yeah, and somewhere which other one they got it in? Um, Shanghai Disney, <laughs> <laughs> one of the action parks, <laughs> uh, Universal Shanghai, yeah, Dubai Land. One of them. <laughs> the most professional universal podcast on the planet. I think we should play a game, not on this show, because we, we've got an actual topic here, but I think we should... Dead Wrestlers. Where we, uh, how did we make an animated corpse? Um, no. <laughs> I can't even get that out right. God, that'd be a race to me. No, I think we should have a game where what we do is we say something, make up some really elaborate story, like, I don't know, getting pissed on by a lion at London Zoo, and then Chris goes, I've got a story I've about got that. a story about that. <laughs> and there's anything that we can come up with that Chris doesn't actually have a story for. I, I'd try me. No, not now. No, we, no, this show, we've got a topic. Okay. But, but we'll, but we'll have that for future shows. We'll record another one afterwards. The thing is, though, <laughs> we're literally making history. We've got the son of Jim Hill amongst us. <laughs> well, well, well. Oh, it's like a barbershop quartet. Yeah, the only difference is I don't well, make up this stuff. Well. <laughs> okay, so we, no one can remember me that she wrote. Well, um, I'm going to chuck a different like... supplier's song. <laughs> yeah. What about the adventures of Bullwinkle? I don't remember anything about this. Was this a stage show? No. It was. I've never heard that one. It, yeah, because it, it got taken out in 1993. Oh. So that's why none of us know what it is. It didn't last very long. Let's jump across then to Ghostbusters. Okay, this makes me excited. So this is where Twister was and where Jimmy Fallon is now. So this was a Ghostbusters show. And Chris, I feel like you you remember the most about this. Um, well, I, I remember doing it at least twice, but I don't remember it, remember it, if that makes sense. I only remember it from my videos. Like I don't remember it from real life. I remember it being a, a bit disappointing as a kid but then also I remember how crap Twister was so then I wish, wish they kept Ghostbusters oh, so hang on are we, so you weren't happy with the Ghostbusters show well the problem was is you sat in this theatre that was really long it was a very long narrow theatre wasn't it yeah and you had the glass 
screen, didn't you? And they was behind the glass screen yeah. on a stage battling ghosts. And the ghosts were like Pepper's ghosts appearing on yeah. the screen, but their guns were all in the wrong place all the time. <laughs> so the streams were coming out of like their chest rather than out the nozzle of the gun. <laughs> because didn't, wasn't the, scree- uh, the, the streams coming out on the glass as well as the ghosts? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. I... I must have sat somewhere else in there, like, and got it good. You know, like where you're sitting in the wrong seat. Yeah. I, I think I was sitting in the right seat because I remember it being pretty brilliant, to be honest. Mm. I, I remember being down the end. It had a massive Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, didn't it? Yeah. 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 I went into, on a side note, I went into uh, Home Bargains today, which is a shop in England, and um, they had packets of for 39 pence stay puff marshmallows what with the stay wow. puff marshmallow man on them which i'm guessing was a tie into last year's ghostbusters reboot has anyone watched that by the way no yes i watched the first 10 minutes i really enjoyed it yeah, my I girls okay. loved it i haven't just had the time that's all yeah i i was expecting to hate it i actually really thought it was good I don't know why everyone hates women. I love women. I've heard that's really good. Yeah. But no, a lot of people hated it, but they're idiots. And um, before it changed the twist star, did it not mm. become extreme Ghostbusters? Or the real Ghostbusters? No. I well, I think they had a uh, an outdoor show down by the New York Library. Oh, I remember, yeah, because I remember hearing about yeah. something like that. But because extreme yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah, I about that. Okay, because Extreme Ghostbusters was a crappy reboot of Ghostbusters with new characters. Yeah, well, this yeah. this was called um, Extreme Ghostbusters: The Fright Way, and they they like lip synced to songs <laughs> out on the library steps with Beetlejuice. Was one of them in a wheelchair? No. Well, they're less stupid because the setting point of that cartoon was that one of the Ghostbusters was in a wheelchair. Yeah, well, you couldn't New be in York... a wheelchair while he's dancing. Yeah, the New York Library's got steps up to it. Yeah. So, you know, like, prancing around on the steps, you couldn't be in a wheelchair. Well, well hang on a second. So, what? Because that, it wasn't wheelchair accessible. Yes. They're like, Universal. let's get rid of the disabled bloke. Yeah, yes. Universal God discriminated sake. against the disabled Ghostbuster. Do you remember, Do you remember? like, there was, for some reason in the, in the 90s, or around about the time that we're talking about right now, the world was going through a thing where it ne- everything needs to have a wheelchair-based character. There was extreme Ghostbusters. There was no. wheels out of... The Burger King Kids Club. No, I don't remember any of this. <sighs> it's too old, Craig. <laughs> you all had to be working, yeah, at this point. Professor, so be... Professor, Professor Stephen Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got his Simpson action figure, you know. That's rare, isn't it, that one? It probably is nowadays. Yeah. Had a helicopter and everything. Anyway, Ghostbusters. Had a really good Stay Puft Marshmallow Man effect, I thought. And some of that Stay Puft Marshmallow Man still exists, doesn't it, somewhere? The structure that they use to hold it up is still in Fallon. Is it? Is it? Yeah, they kept it They kept it for Twister. It was the sign that fell down. Oh. The structure was, yeah, because the structure was so big they couldn't take it out. <laughs> so it's had to stay there. <laughs> so there you go. And so, so what is it now in Fallon? I, I might. You might have got rid of it by now. 
think it's gone now. But it was definitely in there. And doesn't hasn't Logan Seklo got something to do with the Met State Pop? Hasn't he got his hand? Uh, he's got all sorts of stuff. I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's off the movie though, not off the the the, right, the show, off the real movie. That's not, not cool. no. You know what? And I'm not I'm not Logan. If you're listening, you probably don't. You probably got more important things to listen to. But if you are listening, I'm not saying you haven't got it. But you know, surely anyone could just get a few marshmallows, mush them up, <laughs> make them a bit soggy, so they stick together, and say stay puffs hand. Look, you know, that's, I'm just throwing it out there. Quite quite often there'll be stuff for sale online, like um, I don't know, a, a used thong from Mad Max or something, and it, it'll message me and go, "Look at this, shall I buy it?" I'm like, "Really? Oh yeah, yeah, you're right." <laughs> I had this, this. This is a true story. Apparently, is it? My friend, um, I did have a friend once. My friend um, bought from a uh, shop that sold merchandise. He bought the Pizza Hut wrapper from Elvis. Back to the Future. Back to the Future Future Part 2, right? Paid a couple of hundred quid for it. Um, He gave it to his girlfriend who worked at, I think it was Boots or somewhere like that, to, um, to get it framed for him. And she left it on the bus. No. Now, I've seen replicas of of the Pizza Hut wrapper, so I'm assuming what he bought was not the real deal because he bought it in the UK, um, and it was quite cheap. Um, But even so, he thought for years that he um, had bought the authentic one and she'd left it on a bus and lost it. Well, that's not good. That's, That's pretty heartbreaking, whether it was real or not. The story is real. I don't know about the authenticity of the actual uh, item. Well, on that note, let's move across to confrontation. Now, I've got very good memories of this ride. Yes. This ride was... I was terrified of it and loved it equally. Because how big were you? In 1993, I obviously couldn't go on it. But throughout the rest of the 90s, I could. And it was just, like, obviously, I'm still tiny now, but I obviously would have been even tinier back then. And this gigantic King Kong is grabbing the tram and shaking it, and I'm like, I'm going to die. How can how can you take this this ride? I mean, the mummy is a good coaster, but Kong... Oh, it's just so... Isn't it? It's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. I've because talked about the... it so many times about my heartbreak because that was the first when I was it's one of my earliest memories of seeing an advert for Universal Studios on telly and obviously the main focus for all their adverts in the early nineties, pretty much at least, was Kong. He was at the centre of, of most of their press. And I remember seeing that and thinking, I can only dream that one day I can see that for myself. I've been obsessed with Kong ever since, and yet I never managed to get there. So oh, sad. Just devastated. And then when I, I booked, to, oh, then I looked into booking to go to um, Hollywood because they obviously still had their version 
of it, which was a much smaller version, like and you... length of the ride, and then it burned down. Oh. <laughs> well, where Jaws didn't work, Kong did work. It did, yeah. Well, most of the time. Well, it, I I went on it in '93, and it was gone by 2001, I think, when I went back. It I always I always say this, but it was no, definitely I think, gone. I think it went in. If I remember rightly, I'm sure it was t- 2002 or 2003, and I think the Mummy came out in 2004. No, I don't... one of us could actually look this up, but who wants to write yeah. about anything? I'm fairly sure it took a long time to rip it out and build the mummy, so... I can remember being there in 2001 and seeing a London bus and loads of mummies all stuck to the side of the building. Okay, yeah, that was outside the horror makeup show. Right, okay. It closed in 2002, you're right, Nick. Because I know know the mummy, because what you're talking about there, Craig, would be the Mummy Returns, which would have come out about 2001. So I did because we've got pictures in the loft. We're going to get them out of us in Kong's fist. <coughs> I mean, yes, of course. You were talking about that on the last episode, and I was going to ask you about that because I, when you were talking about what time, of, what year you thought that was, I thought Kong was still open at that time. So that would probably be correct then, and that's why Kong's hand was still there. Because was that was that in what's now the shop? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I just, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get why something. Well, you know what? I and I don't know people at Universal, but I would imagine that's probably something that they've regretted ever since. Because as great as the Mummy is, they could have built a new building for that. I tell you why, and it's the oh. same reason that Jaws went. Was Jaws and King Kong cost an absolute fortune to maintain, hmm. and that's why they were on the chopping block. It was the biggest animatronic in the world wasn't it yeah the tallest at least i think the longest is the dragon at disneyland paris but certainly the tallest but how can you compare the new kong ride with that old classic ride you can't can you the classic no. ride in my opinion is far better than the new one it didn't even get a totally different like totally totally different types of rides. so i feel like you could never compare them Mm. It, it didn't have a chance to become a classic ride, though, did it? No. 93 to 2002? No, no, ni- oh. 1990. Oh, well, OK, 1990. It was an open-day yeah. attraction. It's still not a long time, is it, 13 years? They're, they're not even getting the money back on that investment at that point. Well, we've got our memories of it. Yeah. And, it, and there is, you know, there, there are some great videos of it. I mean... People were able to get some cracking videos of Kong. Um, also, but... I never got to do it, but the sets, the New York sets, were so detailed that they actually used them as a Halloween Horror Nights house one year. No way. So you could walk through the street with the huge Kong standing above you. That literally would have terrified the life out of me. Yeah, supposedly that they got so wrecked, it cost such a fortune to put them all back together again that they didn't ever do that again. For one year only, you could have walked through. Imagine yeah. if they'd have put a Kong Dong on them as well. <laughs> so, so, just for people that, that go on that ride, then, so could you look down when yeah. you're on the tram and you could see the streets below? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. It's mental. 
Oh, it, was, it's brilliant. Wasn't that a fog scene? There's fire. There, was, yeah. Was it fire, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Dry ice from fire. Yeah. I've just, I've just oh. gone and seen uh, Kong Island. Um, and I thought it was really good. But it would have made more sense now because that Kong in, in Kong Island is, is really big. And so it probably... I mean, I know that the Kong was supposed to be like movie size or whatever, but it probably would have made even more sense now uh, had they kept that attraction with the size of Kong. Well, apparently in Madame Two Swords in London, they've got a whole bunch of Kong stuff in there now. Huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, James Michael Rory told me the other day. I, I remember going to... Um, there used to be a museum in London called the Museum of the Moving Image, which was all about films, and I was obsessed with it when I was a kid. And they had the original, or one of the original models of Kong from the 1933 what? version. Wow. And it was so small, because obviously it was, you know, it was animated. Um and was in surprisingly good condition for saying it was about 70 years old at the time. Uh, it wasn't that moth-eaten, but um, I love going there and seeing that. <clears throat> that museum's gone now, hasn't it? It closed in 98-99 and was closing for a refurbishment and never reopened. What uh, was the one that was above where they moved the London Dungeon to? Where the aquarium is? There's been loads of stuff in there. Mm. Oh, is there? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a revolving one. It's Shrek now, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah I Shrek now, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I went to a Star Wars exhibition in there. There was it was a film it was a film museum for a little bit, but it wasn't it wasn't the same as uh, as Mommy apparently, but I never went. But I think that I I think that had the Kong in it. Oh, okay. So maybe it was it had some So I wondered if it took some of the artifacts from that museum that you're on about. Possibly, cuz um when I last went, before it closed down, they had an exhibition of the Iron Giant because that was just about to come out. Oh, right. So I remember seeing stuff about that and getting quite excited. Um, so, yeah, it must have been about 98 or 99 it closed. But do you also not think it's weird that in the whole of London there is no Alfred Hitchcock Museum? Yeah, that is weird. Is there? There's nothing. There's honestly nothing. There's a statue near a block of flats in the west part of London. Well, there's a plaque, isn't there, where he used to live in Leytonstone? Yeah, but there's no actual museum. Hmm. We don't I think we're missing a, a touch there. Yeah, we don't have much stuff like that in in, uh, in England anymore. No, we have hmm. the big museums, like the Science Museum and Natural History, but we don't have anything... No. A very small one about filming um, in Covent Garden, which isn't very good. No, that's all Bond cars now. Oh, is it? Yeah, they've taken all the film stuff out and filled it full of Aston Martins and Land Rovers. So it's just like a car showroom then? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> there is a museum of the moving image in New York, apparently. Oh. But it's not the same. No. Hmm. Anyway, we we got way late from crying yeah. about Kong closing down. <laughs> We're only a quarter of the way around the park. Oh, God. <laughs> well, there's less attractions the further we get around because it was the 90s. So the next one up is Beetlejuice's Graveyard Reveal. This I ever. I loved every iteration of this that they ever produced. It was cheesy and it just killed half an hour. 
it got you out, got you a little blow, and I thought it was brilliant. The 90s version was my favourite ever. Like, the costumes that they had, the Dracula. Dracula was my first ever crush. Yeah, well, wasn't that James Keaton, the Dracula? Um, I mean, I don't know. It could have been. So your first crush was Jack the Clown? Yeah. Every time <laughs> James Keaton plays someone different in the parks, it was a crush for you. I think, yeah. yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so it's James Keaton. Anyway, um, <laughs> the 90s version was my favourite. I loved Brian Frankenstein. I loved her little costume that she had. Because they all started off in their actual monster costumes and then they all ripped them off in a big cloud of smoke and had rock costumes and they were awesome. And the the playlist back then, it obviously evolved over the years, but was it classic rock? It was classic rock, so it was was never 90s cheese. No, no, but then it kind of evolved into like pop music in the end. But the 90s and early 2000s versions are my favourites. Such a shame. I know. I really like. I love everything about Beetlejuice. So I'm like, I'm really sad that this is gone. I'd still prefer to have this over Fast and Furious, but I get that times move on. Hang on, is that so? Where Beetlejuice was, that's where Fast and Furious is going. Yeah, it's going there, and um, where Earthquake was, which is up next. So oh. that whole entire area. Right. Okay. Yeah, because I thought that's where. I know it's where Earthquake, uh, it was replacing Earthquake. I didn't realise that as well. Wow. So does that mean that we're not going to get the crappy Hollywood version? I hope not. It is absolutely awful. With the cardboard cutout actors. Yeah, I heard something today that they've changed the plans and it won't be the one from Hollywood. Thank God for that. Well, I was wondering because it was supposed to open this year and then they added another year onto it, so I kind of guessed that they weren't going to go the Hollywood way and they were going to do something totally new. But, who knows? I think they shouldn't bother doing it. Just bring back Jaws. (laughs) (laughs) Bring back Earthquake. I actually... I actually... Right, so we talked about Beetlejuice. I liked Beetlejuice. I saw it in 2007, 2010. I don't think there was much difference between the two at that time, but I enjoyed both of them. And I also liked it was being used, uh, must have been 2010. 2010 was the 20th anniversary of Halloween Horror Nights, wasn't it? So um, that year they used the Beetlejuice stage for Brian Brushwood. Was that yep. his name? Yep, yeah, the magician bloke. Yeah, and I saw one of the shows. I can't remember. If, was it Fire and Ice or something? Something like that, yeah. There was two th- two different shows. We saw one of them, and that was pretty fun. But, um, yeah, I loved that whole arena. I thought that was quite a lot of fun. Um, yeah. But I, I actually liked Earthquake. I wasn't that bothered by Disaster, which, considering it was the same attraction, <laughs> is a bit stupid to say. But... I, I, I liked it as Earthquake. I loved Earthquake. My mum and dad were in this too. In the pre-show. Oh. I used to just basically volunteer them for everything when I was little. <laughs> but I loved Earthquake. Yeah, I did. It was fantastic. Cause they had and I was the... terrified of that too. 
didn't he have didn't a, the green screen and everything? And he didn't he drop pretend to drop one of the um, people? Yeah. And it was a dummy. Yeah. Yeah, loved it. It was awesome. So good. But I wasn't really big into disaster either. I just didn't like the storyline of disaster really. Yeah, it's quite funny because I like Christopher Walken, but it just felt a bit flat. No, that whole scene was was groundbreaking. Him interacting with a real life human. It, that was good. That was good. But I just didn't like um, just the way that the storyline was. It wasn't groundbreaking, though, Craig. Didn't they pull the same stunt with Rock and Roller Coaster? Uh, I thought. No. No, I, I thought that at times they'd actually have an actor interacting with Aerosmith. I don't think so. I haven't oh, seen that. That's an interesting... If anyone out there has got no, any Mandela proof... Effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're filled with Mandela effects today. Mandela effects after dark. Yeah, that's what this is. <laughs> but if we move on from Earthquake, then we're going to go to everybody's favourite. Jaws. Isn't it funny how... And maybe it's because I never got to go on Kong that I don't feel sad that Jaws has gone as I do about Kong. And yet I loved Jaws. Neat. I really did love Jaws. Jaws I'll... was the best thing that I've ever done. I loved Jaws. Is it not just rose-tinted? No. no. It was fantastic. It that was the literally best the ever made, period. Ever. It was good. Best. Out of 100? 100. 100. Oh. Still in forever. 73. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in one of the Asian parks, Jaws still exists, the attraction, doesn't it? Yeah, in Japan. Japan, they've still got it there. They've not got rid of it. So. Ah, Jaws! Yeah, oh. <laughs> I would go just to go on it. We should do a Diz After the Dark trip over there. Okay, I'm down. We can't even arrange one for Disneyland Paris. I think we're gonna... I'd rather, I'd rather <laughs> we can't even arrange one for the UK, let alone. <laughs> <laughs> we could oh. go over there with our sushi sticks and get stuck in and help them shut yours over there as well by eating it. No. We could join them at Shanghai and piss on the floor. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> or in the bushes. Anyway, Jaws was fantastic, and the or whole area <laughs> that was themed to be Amity was amazing. Was it, though? Yes. It Wasn't was. it just fairground rides? No. And a chippy? It was Amity. <laughs> and funnel cakes. And the toilet block is still there. Yeah, they're just painted it brown. Mm. I can remember um, buying popcorn there in a refillable bucket. Right. That's about it, really. Was it jaw shaped? Uh, no, it was just bucket shaped. Mm. It, don't get me wrong, right? Jaws was brilliant, but don't you think what you've got now is better? Right. No. no. The biggest shopping centre in Universal, as you've exactly. It you is. It yeah. Yourself. I love Diagon Alley very, very, very much. I really do love it, but I definitely prefer Jaws. Jaws was miles better. You couldn't walk around Jaws. You can walk around Diagon Alley. 
You had to sit round yours. Um, you could walk around Amity. Uh, but it was just like throw the the balloon through the hoops and through the and no, it was Mars like bar. being really in Jaws. I loved it. They had the real boat from Jaws there as well. They had Brucey the shark. Where are you supposed to Bruce? be? Yeah, oh, I've got a cracking picture of me old Nar Grace with the uh, with when she's a baby stuck in Jaws's head. Share it. <laughs> I'll find it. Isn't it stupid though, right? I mean, I've I've shared my picture of um, me and Bruce before with me sticking my head in his mouth. But even though I knew it wasn't an animatronic, there was still a bit of apprehension of me sticking my head in his mouth. <laughs> That's how much yeah. of the fear Jaws gives, but you know, as someone who liked the film, that even though I know it's a fake shark that's not going to move, still apprehension getting that close to it. Do you know, true story, that was the first horror film I ever saw, and that ride when I was, well, 10 terrified me then. Yeah, it was a very scary ride when you got into the boathouse. Yeah. Mm. So scary. I love it. So basically, so you're turning around and saying, when you were 10, you went on Jaws and uh, it scared you. Yeah. And my story on another podcast was, when I was nine, Snow White's adventure at Disneyland Paris scared me. <laughs> it's not exactly the same, is it? It's not exactly the same kind of one. Fair enough. <laughs> Nick and his knickers. But, but at, the same, at the same time... Let's not forget that the same ride in Disney World was called Scare White, Snow White's Scary Adventure. Yeah. So I was going to say, at least, at least Chris didn't get pissed on by a shark. <laughs> <laughs> that he knows of. That he knows of? He might have got that memory away. Oh, God. Anyway, if you didn't ever get a chance to go on Jaws, anyone that's listening, go on YouTube and look at a video, because honestly... It was it was the best, and everybody agrees that it's the best. Oh, I don't. Frank disagrees with everything that I say, <laughs> and then agrees five minutes later. Oh, we haven't even got to the best one yet. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. So we've come out of drawers. If we look into the lagoon, they used to have a show on the lagoon. So it's called the Dyn- Dynamite Nights Stunt Spectacular. Dynamite Nights. Was it Miami Vice? Um, no. I thought it was Miami Vice. I think they had that in Hollywood. Yeah, it was oh, Hollywood. Where, where Waterworld was. Yeah. Got yeah. Well, this is probably very similar. It was basically people on um, jet skis doing stunts and pretending to, I think, shoot at each other. Mm-hmm. It was a bit too... Um, like I was very girly when I was little, so. Aren't you very girly now? Being no. Girl. No, I'm not very girly at all. Sit on this podcast every week drinking Bud Light. <laughs> so if we come out of the stunt spectacular show, we've got what is now Fear Factor was the Wild 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 West stunt show. I think you missed a wild out there. <laughs> nope, just free. Just free. So that's no where it says written. It was a stunt show set in the wild, wild, wild west. Oh, hang on. I'm just going to pause it one second. Craig, you need to send that photo into the show notes. <laughs> it's right. 
Craig just shared a picture of him and dressed as Miami Vice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wearing, wearing, I don't know whose dad's suit. That was from Beatons, that. <laughs> was it? Shit the bed. You look like a detective duo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Calamity cops. I got that shirt from St. John's Market. Did ya? Silk. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Anyway, did anyone see the stunt show? Yes. Did you like it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was all right. I, yeah, I, I like the the Wild West. I never like the Fear Factor thing. Yeah, I'm, I'd take this back over Fear Factor, a hundred percent. Yeah, is it? Did is you it see it, still right? Fear Factor? Is it animal sh- stunt show thing now? I um, didn't that, see that's it. That's further along. Oh, sorry. Shut up. Oh, oh, if I did see it, I've got no recollection of it. Fear Factor's never open. No. No. Literally, I've never seen it open. No, I think I think the three weeks that I've spent out in Orlando, I've never seen it open. Well, now in, in September and October time, it's obviously the Bill and Ted show. Yeah, so at least there's a proper use for it. Yeah, yeah. But throughout the rest of the year, it, I've, I've seen people post videos in it throughout the rest of the year, but um, obviously because we do go in September and October now, I never get to see it. But I'll let you know in May. Indeed. I might go on it. They wouldn't take me. You have to be like a certain weight and a certain height to do the, the tasks. Because you have to like dangle from things. They just, they just put spiders in your hands and stuff, don't they? And one bit they do, but then the other bit you have to like... It's like an endurance test thing. You have to drink Pepsi Cherry Max. <laughs> oh, well, Cherry Pepsi it. Max. <laughs> With Diet Coke mixed in. <laughs> God. If we cross the bridge, we'll get to the other best attraction that Universal has. The greatest had. attraction that they had. Back to the future. Oh, I loved everything about this. Yes, I agree. It was because, don't forget, Back to the Future 2 and Back to the Future 3 had come out in 90 and 91, I believe. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So it was fresh. It was riding there. The only ride that would have been better than this was a Gremlins ride, and they never made one of them. Yes, they did. True story. It, I, no way. I chose to ride. Sorry, I chose to go and see Dick Tracy over Back to the Future Three, and I still agree that that was the right choice to make back in 1990. You're wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong. There's a Gremlins. There was. You're wrong. There was a. <laughs> fine. <laughs> Dick Tracy, for God's sake, he's got Dick in the title. Um, <laughs> I believe. Tracy. I believe Craig. That That's least Saturday night. That. At least. There was at least two Gremlins attractions. One of those would have been in Warner Brother World Germany, and the other one was in Warner Brothers Australia. What? Mm-hmm. What, what was the ride about? What did you, what did you do? Was it a ride or was it a show? I think it was a dark ride. Did yeah. you spill water on them? Yeah. Feed them after midnight. Yeah, no, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain that that was the that was the ride. I'm sure I've seen a video of it. The uh, Gremlins house in Hollywood is still standing. I've walked through it. No way. Wow. Yeah, it's still there. I was waiting for the Christopher Ripley true story then. <laughs> And he didn't you disappoint. Us, you got a small one. 
<laughs> well, hang on, Chris. Come on, I think they're starting to get personal, mate. We're all friends here. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh. joke. We love the theatre. <laughs> um, we've not even met each other. This is the... <laughs> It's all on Skype. Chris got that all from Skype. That's true. That's true. Although, you know... He just missed Nick's video earlier. Uh, yeah, did, yeah, there was some penis action earlier, but Chris was too late for the party. He was time. like... He was like the... The um, white Adam Sultana. <laughs> <laughs> well, Adam Sultana is obviously black, and he's on Grim Grin and Gaze, and he constantly is showing them his knob while he's recording Skype. And that's what Nick did. Yeah. And that's why you I'm on the should bathroom. do a duet. I'm calling you two bitches out. You made me dance like a fucking monkey, Adam Sultana. <laughs> I want Nick and Adam to sing a duet. And I want you to do Paradise by the Dashboard Light, you pair of bitches. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. I right don't. Now. No idea what that is. Fuck off. What? Oh, 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 sorry. So somebody that's never seen a Hitchcock film is telling me that I should know some <laughs> crappy 80s song that you just made up. Bat out of hell, meatloaf. Yeah, like this isn't made up. You just said, Amanda. that's what you said. What Amanda. did you just say? Nick, don't be dissing meatloaf. Yeah. You just said, so you said Paradise what? Paradise what? It's a classic. But I won't people? take that <laughs> <laughs> away from you. Let's just make up a song. Let, let's not do that. So back to the future. Now, back to the future. I've, so I went to Universal for the first time in t- the year 2007, and I missed Back to the Future by three months. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Nick, you are. You have the worst look. You're like a fucking Jonah. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay well, because off the plane and the world. End. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay because instead, I uh, no, I can't even think of a lame attraction. So I've got on Twister. Um, I I didn't get to go on Back to the Future, but I did buy. When it was the 20th, no, it was the 20th, hang on, 25, 25, 21st, no, 30th anniversary of Back to the Future, no, 25th anniversary, I bought a box set, and the box set contained all of the ride. Now, when I say all of the ride, I don't just mean the ride video. That no. you all saw, I mean, it had the Q ride fo- footage as well, all of it. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And it lasts about be half on an YouTube, hour. Surely. Probably, probably, but it lasts about Probably. Half an hour. probably. Um, so although I never got to go on the attraction, what I did do was watch it on a large screen in my living room. While moving about. DeLorean. What, what, just, just, just while, just while moving about on, on, on the chair in time to the video. With the blanket. <laughs> With a flux capacitor stapled to me head. You know what? It's quite funny, actually, about the year 1993, because I remember being at school 
and a kid, it was after summer holidays, and this kid said, I went to America and I saw Jurassic Park and Last Action Hero and Hocus Pocus, and I went to this park and there was these rides of Back to the Future, and I went, you are talking crap, mate. What the hell? And he came in and he brought me a map of Universal Studios Florida and showed me all of these rides. Next love of theme parks. <laughs> I thought he was going to this... say you went to a park and got bundled into a van or something. Not, not, not that time. True story. True story. <laughs> I've got a story about that. True story. Chris did. <laughs> well, <laughs> absolutely. Adam well... Sultana did. <laughs> Didn't you, Adam? Yes, Adam. I'm talking to you, Adam. Explains a lot. That's why all the Grim Grenin guys ended up in Orlando last week. <laughs> that yeah. is true. So, so the thing is, right, everyone has a lot of love for Back to the Future, the attraction. Right? Yeah. No one has any love for The Simpsons. Now, no. No. I, went, no. I went on The Simpsons in 2010 when I went back the second time, and I really enjoyed it. Now, what I'm hearing now is that people say that the footage is looking old, um, that I use, it's a little bit out of focus, and that's why it's making people n- nauseous. Is is that is that it for everyone, or do people just not like the attraction when it was in a good state? I don't like anything about it. Rubbish. I, <laughs> I, I slipped two discs last year, and I think I slipped one of them because of the Simpsons ride. Wow. <laughs> Where were your discs? Next to each other? Y- yeah. Oh, poor man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's when I wrote the Monsters book. <laughs> Just like lying on the floor. <laughs> yeah, lying on the bed with a laptop on my chest. I think the the Simpsons ride is horrific, but the the area around it is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, that's so, the one thing that Back to the Future didn't have, wasn't it? Was it for for I was going to say for, for obvious reasons, but actually not really obvious reasons. There was nothing around it. Like, had they made a little Hill Valley type area, that would have oh, been don't really fun enough. But that would have been amazing. Well, imagine doing a, a futuristic a Hill Valley where you could go in and get saved by a robot and all that. Michael Jackson's uh, Max Hedrum. Yeah. <laughs> Pepsi. Um, I mean. Do you think? I mean, with with you know, Amanda, I I think it was a great idea for this for this show to, to take a virtual walk around Universal. Do you think there's any legs in having a theme park made up of extinct rides? A hundred percent, yeah. No, because really no, I don't. Because yeah, it's called the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, oh my testicles! Oh. Lee, so Lee Mallaby's just uh, spat his tea out all over. <laughs> oh, spat something out, maybe. Not sure about tea. Yeah, I think you might have, <laughs> so you might have spat out elsewhere. If you got out your um, your gaming console now and put on Monty Mole or Jet Set Willy or Chucky Egg. You've got amazing fond memories of them games from the eighties, or most of you have, right? The shite, bullshine, <laughs> bullshine. Are you turning around and saying to me that if you if, so, if I come around to your house now 
plugged in and like that NES thing that they released last Christmas, so you can yeah. play the original Super Mario Brothers game. It's shit. Oh, Super Mario Brothers up, original game is shit. Shut up, Craig. You've never watched an Alfred Hitchcock film. Your opinion is fuck all. Or Bond. Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog is shite. You can buy Sonic the Hedgehog on your iPhone today. No, 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 no. Right, let's not talk about... Because, I mean, the thing is, when you're talking about playing these games on your iPhone or anything like that, you're not playing them with the proper controls. I've played Sonic the Hedgehog on an iPhone, and it's shit. I've got, I've got an Apple right. TV fourth gen. I've got the games con- controller... It's crap. It gives oh, you five minutes. Look at me, Craig. Of... I've got loads of money and I can buy the Apple products. That doesn't matter. <laughs> Go and get a Mega Drive, use a proper Mega yeah. Drive controller and tell me it's still shit. It is not the same. This is what it's... people don't understand when playing retro games. Play them in the right way, people. <laughs> so a retro theme park <laughs> would be a disaster. It, no, it wouldn't. It would be a disaster. I, I That'd be the first ride in there. <laughs> No, there will be one. There has Somebody, to be. Someone will invent virtual reality technology like a hologram, like a holodeck, like in Star Trek, and it'll be just all old Universal attractions. Well, I do, I do think with with what you can do with VR that we're probably about five years away from it, from that technology. I don't want a VR one. I want a real life one. That's, that's it. I mean, that, that that's the thing. I think what Chris is saying is probably that there's a, probably a good chance that you could get away with doing something like that. But I think I'm with Amanda in that I don't want a virtual version of it. I want the real thing. Yeah. I suppose the They thing shouldn't is, have sold all their bloody property when they had no money and just kept it all. But that's exactly what you were saying on Strike about Marvel. That's exactly what Marvel were doing. They were in a financial black hole. So it was like... I wasn't, on, I wasn't on Strike. I know you weren't on strike. I'm talking about P-dubs. Oh, I was like, Chris, when we were on strike. But but the thing is, you know... He's Jim Hill. Son of Jim. I'm Jimmy Hill. That's it. You've given it away now. (laughs) But that's the thing. Like The thing is, like, when Marvel in that position, they sold all the rights to everything, which is why everything's so buggered up. You know, if they didn't decide to sell lifetime rights to Universal we would have a Disney's Marvel Studios park right now in, under the Magic Kingdom, but we don't. Um, had Universal... And that, going back to Kong, if all Universal did was instead of going, we need to reuse this building, let's build another building instead, we'd still have Kong. I, I, can, I promise that if that had happened, if they didn't have to use that building to build the mummy, Kong would still be there today. So you're basically saying Stan Lee is a massive dickhead. I wouldn't be the only person that said that. Poor old Stan Lee, 92 years oh, old. Poor Dickens. old Stan Lee. He, he was Stan Lee. Stan Lee, who invented every Marvel character ever, except he bloody well didn't. Yeah, poor Stan Lee. Did you watch Lucky Man the other day? No, but I did watch Rats, and he was good in Rats. He was on Lucky Man on Sky One the other day. Was he really? He, yeah, he wrote day. it. Well, yeah, I know he, he, it's one of the characters he's created for TV. And look, if you want to really look at Jim Lee, yeah, what's his name? Stanley. So many Jims. Stanley, <laughs> right? Every Sammy. Character, 
every character, Sam Lee's his brother, every character that, you know, he, he co-created all these things, right? If you look at the actual characters he created himself, they're all yeah. shit. Every <laughs> one of them is shit. Spider-Man, Jack Kirby, Fantastic Four, X-Men, his name's on them, but he didn't create them. He's just so what a did he create head. then? It's fucking lucky man <laughs> and some some cartoon with tits with Pamela Anderson doing the voice of it like his stuff's terrible but Stan Lee's the figure you know has always been like the vocal point of the company I'm sure he's a lovely old man I love his Marvel cameos but let's be real anyway the fact is if Universal had not had to sell so many things and, and we're running out of money and had to reuse things. I do think that we'd be in a better position with things like Jaws and King Kong. I, yeah, I even think Jaws may not have had to have gone. Really. I'm sure there was other land they could have used. Mm. Maybe. So, to you, Amanda, mm. looking back at 1993 Universal... Which also, we didn't actually point out, 93 was the year that Jules finally opened properly mm. after being scrapped completely and, and started again. Um, would you have said that was one of your favourite, looking at all the attractions and everything that was on at the time, shows and all that, that was, in your mind, one of the greatest eras of Universal? Or do you think it did... The, the, a, bit, a bit later on it might have been even better I feel like the 90s version of Universal was my favourite because I did love Jaws and Kong and Back to the Future so much and I feel like now's it's a different it's a different kind now so I think you can't really compare them because the, the attractions that they have are so different well there's a lot more screens for a start well like really that that's it. So you can't compare something like Transformers to something like Jaws because they're both very, very good rides, mm. but they're very different. I heard a rumour today that the new um, boat ride in the Avatar section of Animal Kingdom is all screens. No. Apart from, like, one or two animatronic. There's one animatronic. That's it. What? One animatronic, all screens. Well, to be, to be honest, the footage I saw, I saw like a little clip, and that clip was clearly like um, Kong. What is it called? It. What's the new version of Kong? It's not three sixty. That's the Hollywood version. Reign of Kong. Reign of Kong. So with that, where you have real, um, real set, like a real set, so you like some foliage or whatever, and a screen hidden within that foliage. And that's what Avatar looked like to me when I saw a clip of it, is that you could see all these fluorescent plants and stuff that were moving, but the actual uh, creatures, as they were, were on a screen. Hmm. So it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. Mm. So anyway, Disney Disney fans always go, Universal's full of screens. Well, actually, Disney's going to be full of screens. It's playing catch up. Mm. That's well, a backward step. Anyway, next up was Animal Actors, but that's still there, so I don't think we need to talk about that. And was but then... when did T two open? Was that ninety five? Huh? T two. Um, yeah, that's not here yet. 
Dun 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 dun. I'm glad because I hate Terminator 2. What? <laughs> what are you talking about, Willis? Seriously, all I found out about this show tonight is like horrible things about my heroes. Rick's not seen a Hitchcock film. A man who doesn't like Terminator 2. Sounds mate. I don't like it. It's good. It's not, but we're not up to that yet anyway. Okay. We're up to um, where we would have had the Psycho House. Which they demolished. Yeah, sadly. To make well, Craig, way... Craig, would, Craig wouldn't know anything about that. No, <laughs> he hasn't seen the film. He just, he just thought about the house. house. Yeah, just, there was a house there for no reason. <laughs> and I bought Carrier Do Not Disturb um, thing to hang on a door from there in 93. Could you go into the Bates Motel or was it just a you could see it from a distance type affair? Like a I don't believe you could see it from outside. Yeah, you couldn't go in it. But you could during one of the early Halloween Horror Nights. Could they read about that in one of your books, Chris? They, do you know what? There's a very lengthy section about where about that, and you can. But you can read about it in my new one, which hasn't come out yet. It'll be out in a couple of months. <laughs> Plug. But in the meantime, you can read about psycho films in my latest book, Psychos. Where do you find the time? Um, there's 24 hours in a day. Crazy son of a gun. <laughs> so then we had the Hard Rock Cafe, which was shaped like a guitar. Has this building gone away now? Yeah. So they literally built a guitar-shaped building and then knocked it down. Yeah. Well, well it, it sat there for ages, and then we received a rumour that um, it was going to be refurbed and turned into a Halloween Horror Nights house, and then literally a month later, Universal demolished it. Uh, so I don't know if it was the website talking about it, and suddenly people remembered it was there or what, but they quickly demolished it. I've got oh, no okay. recollection of it. No recollection whatsoever. You could enter the park from that restaurant, though. Mm-hmm. So you could go in, have your dinner. Yeah. And, and if you a... had, a... yeah, if you had a ticket, you could go through a turnstile into the park. That's a nice little uh, classy idea. Yeah, it's like the secret side entrance. It's like Disneyland Paris, isn't it, with their little one? Well, at the moment, while it's uh, still allowed to uh, exist, says one disgruntled shareholder. Um, (laughs) Was that also the home of the Boneyard, or was that later? No, the Boneyard was where the um, music stage is. Yeah. Opposite the Monsters Cafe. Because I don't remember the Boneyard, and yet, apparently, it didn't close that long ago. Yeah, it wasn't long ago, but then there wasn't much in it. Right. And a lot of the stuff got moved to Hollywood. They did have uh, one of the Jaws from Jaws 4, the actual ones that swam along. God. And they ha- they keep some of the things, like, in the um, studio buildings, like, on the outside of them, because you can sometimes see them at Halloween Horror Nights. So that's good. But moving on to the next one is the best attraction that's ever been at Universal and will ever be at Universal. E.T. 
Oh, God. Don't be like that because. Someone give me a nudge. Get a minute. You're going to literally be like, yeah, I'm on the best. That's because you always get all emotional and then feel sorry for you. So, Amanda, can you uh, can you go into great detail about the ride I like to call it's a small ET after all? No, that's not what it is. It's its own no, being, it and it's the most fantastic. <laughs> the second half of that ride is definitely it's a small ET after all. No, it isn't. Ah, me... Well, I've got a story about that. No, I haven't. <laughs> 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 it's the greatest. Podcast. If you would like to I haven't got a problem with it. I know you haven't. Well, I do. It takes up a lot of room and it's rubbish. Our website at no. Surely, Amanda, it's got to be updated. That's right. I wouldn't mind if they just made little tweaks here and there to it, but nothing else. I've just cleaned up a little bit. So the busy, that doesn't even look like a busy because he's a mannequin. No, he has to stay how he is. Just why? Why? Because, because that's that's how it is. That's how you always has been. All that they can do is just like fix bits that are maybe a little bit broken. But I will tell you one thing though about that ride: is Steven Spielberg has complete control of that ride. Seriously, if he is the only one keeping that thing in that theme park. Yeah. Because right. if, honest, honestly, if he if he said tomorrow, yeah, demolish it, they would demolish it straight away. Yeah, I I agree 100%. I know that, um, you know, he got very pissy about um, E.T. being taken out of Hollywood, Mm. didn't he? Yeah. Um, He still did it, though, didn't he? Well, no, he got pissy after he found out they were doing it. I don't think he knew they were doing it beforehand. And that's why he put a veto on If you don't tell them they're taking it out now... Until he finds out, you'll just be a little bit pissy. No, I'll tell him. You're Honestly, just... they'll wait until he dies, and then they'll take it out. Yeah, they won't even keep it along like uh, Captain E.R. a tribute. That'll no, just go. Steven Spielberg's died, right? <laughs> the demolishing equipment comes in. The thing is... I'm going to befriend Steven Spielberg and get him to write in his will that I have control over it. <laughs> thing, the thing is, right, Amanda... What, so, so firstly, the ride itself, right? When I first went on it, and I will still maintain this, what amazed me is that I still like, when you're queuing, <laughs> 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 it's when you're queuing up to get on the attraction. I really thought they made it feel like you was in a forest. I think they do such a good job of theming yeah. on that ride. I do. I will say that that's that's the positive. The negative. If you look at Steven Spielberg's back catalogue, right, and what they did with it. So they built the Jaws attraction, right? They built mm-hmm. E.T. People now, over 40 years later, still talk about Jaws being one of the greatest films of all time. Whilst people like E.T., and I am one of those people, I do not have the love for E.T. like I do for Jaws. I do. Or even Jurassic Park. The, th- the thing is, is when Walt Disney, a uh, long time after Walt Disney died and the Disney company was completely had no uh, sense of direction, Spielberg wanted to be the new Walt Disney, mm-hmm. but yeah. he didn't. And he ended up, because they fell out over money, but they, he ended up becoming the Walt Disney of Universal. So E.T. should have essentially have been a Disney film. Oh, I didn't know that. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They fell out over money. They, he had everything approved apart from he wouldn't do it. Well, Jaws, I mean, Jaws, I can't see of happening at Disney because of the fact it was a, a horror film, essentially. Yeah, but, this was after Jaws. But, yeah, E.T. and stuff. And, I mean, so is that why he did stuff like An American Tale? Yeah. Yeah, because he, he, he was basically brought into Universal to set himself up that he would have creative control, completely control, like Hitchcock had back in the day, control of anything he wanted to do, any project, any star, any talent, etc. So, and that's why he's always been sort of with Universal. But he doesn't do anything with Universal. And what was the last thing he did with Universal? Uh, Popeye, was it? Maybe? Mm. Popeye? Not Popeye. Uh, Didn't he do a Transformers? (laughs) He's a producer of it. Yeah, it's Uh, not really a... It's a DreamWorks thing, isn't it? It's not a, a Steven Spielberg film or anything. Probably was probably was Jurassic Park, wasn't it? I don't know. He produces so much. I don't know about directing, but he's a producer of everything. But see, the last... All right, so what was the last thing like that he directed? Tintin, maybe? Which would have been um, a property anyway. He doesn't direct films... Like, you know, like, he's done a lot of films like... Uh, was it Munich? Was that him? British Spies, I think, was him. Like, he's, he doesn't do films that would translate into theme park attractions. Saving Private Ryan would have been good. <laughs> yeah, everyone wants to do the D-Day landings as a as a theme park attraction. I, d- I don't think it's high up on his um, priority list, to be honest with you. I, whatever thing. happened, Chris, you know a lot about Universal, what happened to that Schindler's List dark ride they were going to do? <laughs> it was too dark. <laughs> I'm not making a joke about the Holocaust. I'm making you made a, joke a film about, about it. Dave's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, I get, I get what they might have been trying to do, and I mean, I think Steven Spielberg's a man with good vision. But you know, anything that you could have thought would be a theme park ride was tied into Disney anyway because of Lucasfilm, like Indiana Jones, for example. You know, yeah. Jurassic Park was probably the last thing he did that could have easily been turned into a theme park attraction. Okay, I'm going to bring it up. Look at his filmography. I, mean, I know he's doing a, one about video games at the moment, which might potentially do one. But what? Was Real Steel his? I don't think it was, actually. No. He produced that, didn't he? Uh, I'd, keep, I'd keep E.T. forever. Yeah, I knew that. I knew it. Amanda, uh, you I know think... what? The E.T. can be the first attraction at the retro theme park. No, it's seen in this one. Well, it's like um, the one in Magic Kingdom that we all love. It's a great big beautiful tomorrow. No, 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 no. No one, no one likes that. You do. I love it. I sing my head off all the way around. I cry on that ride. That's why I can never go on it with you. I mean, I, I mean I, to be fair, Craig, I do cry on it when I'm on it as well. Because so, you want to get off? Yeah. That's one of the greatest <laughs> rides ever made. Broken, it's really not. It's not even a ride, uh, Craig. It's a it's a broad it's a show it's a Broadway show. That'd be a great Broadway show. Yeah, that'd be our Christmas episode. <laughs> what Christmas musical? <laughs> oh God. 
Well, anyway, I'm saving all my arguments about E.T. from my argument episode where I defend it. We're we're going on theme park trader, aren't we, Boston? Yeah. We're going to kick some ass. Kicking everyone's bum. Yeah. Dirty little boys on that podcast. Calling you out. They say E.T. is crap. Yeah. And they're going to knock them out. War of the Worlds. Two Scousers back to back. Yeah, and interestingly, uh, isn't the um, plum? He's, he's only seventy. I thought he was older than that. Um, How old is George Lucas? Oh, it must be about the same kind of age. They came up together, didn't they? Yeah, his next one. Oh, oh, Chris, what about Amistad? They can make a Pirates of the Caribbean style attraction about <laughs> Amistad. That'd be fun yeah. for everyone. Warhorse. I mean, I've not seen Warhorse Yeah, but again, tied into Disney, that, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. War of the Worlds, don't they have that as a set still at uh, Universal Hollywood? Yeah. Yeah. He's got a special contract about that as well. Yeah. Can't be used for Cause, film. Yeah, because the plane cost him God knows how much. Mm. Weird. But everything is actually bolted down, all that wreckage. Wow. Yeah. In fact, it's right smack bang in the middle of the set from uh, Lost World. It's right behind the Bates Motel, where the yeah. Psycho House, rather. Yeah, the the Lost World set's right behind the houses. Is it right next to Whoville as well? Yeah, that's yeah. behind the motel. That's a bloody stupid place to put that. Yeah. I know, that's weird. I do, I do still love the story of... Um... Jim and Kerry when he was uh, <laughs> f- filming the Grinch about uh, hiding in the uh, the Bates Motel. Oh, don't mention his name. Jim Kerry. <laughs> yeah. You got a story? Don't <laughs> <Then> you check <laughs> the news about him? Huh? No, I'm not saying. No, what? What? No, what? No, what did you I'll say? I'll tell you after. I'll tell you after. Mm. Okay. Well, I feel like on that note, we should wrap this up because the next thing on the list was the horror makeup show and that's still there. Terminator 2 wasn't there yet. Good, because it's rubbish. <laughs> and then that's it. We've done the whole park. So so what... I, I know you mentioned a few things, but what that what is left from 1993 Universal that is still there as of today? Just a whole list, please. Okay, so we've still got the horror makeup show. Mm-hmm. We still have E.T. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. No, animal actors. Yeah, animal actors. Mm. Okay. <sighs> it's animal actors shame. can go, but um, the rest needs to stay. So animal actors can go, but uh, but that can still... Uh, I think them two need to be kept in to, to give Universal a sense of history. Yeah, I agree. Keep the, keep its roots in some respect, and you can't take anything else out now because it's literally gone. Universal at that point just becomes um, a great big um, cinema multiplex. It's just a it's just a lake with thirty different screens around it. I don't agree. You don't. Because you've got agree. things like Diagon Alley. Yeah, that's got Which, a screen. Okay, it's at not the end a ride. But it's a it's a really immersive land. Supermarket. No. 
It's... I love Diagon Alley. I think they cocked up with Diagon Alley. No. Yeah. No. You just the said other... earlier on that you love it. What are you talking about? I do this love Diagon Alley. This is what he does. One minute he hates something, then he loves it. I love it. Right. But they made it. The other one on the other side's too small and cramped because it's too realistic. So they've overcompensated on the other side, and it's vast, huge, and full of empty spaces. I've got a story about that. (laughs) 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 True story, right? True story. Amanda, when we were with Logan doing the tour, Mm -hmm. I thought, I'll be gentlemanly. I'll sit in the back row, let everyone else have a primo view of the front seats. Little did I know, the back seats are the best seats. Yeah. Because at the start of the ride, it jacks you up, it tilts you, and then it drops you. And being at the back, you get the biggest drop. Best. Yeah, honestly, it was like a mini Tower of Terror. Mm-hmm. Whenever anyone goes on it, I'm always like, back row, sit on the back row, best one. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. But I think they did an amazing job with Diagon Alley. It's what it's supposed to be, shops. It's an alley. Diagon Alley. When you see Diagon Alley on the film, it's a tiny, narrow alley. They can't make it that tiny and narrow because look at how many people stand in front of the frigging dragon trying to get a picture of it. Well, you couldn't get two fat Americans down Diagon Alley. You could get dirty (laughs) fat Americans across the frigging Diagon Alley in there. Well, they have to take the realisticness of it and make it, like, how's this going to work in real life? So that's what they had to do. You have to get a bus to get the frigging name up Butterbeer. (laughs) Now, what I've... So I've not been to Diagon Alley uh, yet, but what what direction do you walk in Diagon Alley? (laughs) Horizontally. (laughs) Curious, because I mean, I thought that's why it was called Diagon Alley. Because it's diagonal. It just reminds me of a um, a big greenhouse in in the back of B and Q. No, it doesn't. I do not understand you, Craig. Yeah, <laughs> no. I'm glad yours is gone. Diagonally rocks. Eh, Diagonally shit. Eh. You know, I just can't make <laughs> your mind up. I went mank. Why did they go mank? I <laughs> <laughs> already done you with Cockney, so it wasn't right anyway. Oh man. I'm all over the place. I need counselling. Yeah. I know. That's the thing we all do after this. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end the show therapy with session. Tell him, Steve, Dave. It's not how this show ends. What? This show ends end. when Chris tells us a little story he's got about the show ending. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm really, I'm really like ending the show now. So cool. Buy Chris's book. Yeah, ta-da. Be friends with us on Twitter. <laughs> Join our Facebook group. Yeah. Go and look at our Patreon page. Yeah. Go and watch my YouTube channel. I love it. Uh, go and give abuse to me and Craig. Yeah. No. <laughs> Download Strike. <laughs> Add Download yes, Strike. Strike. Download Pop After Dark, and then we'll have a Diz After Dark episode coming up most probably next week. Next week. Tell them something. Yeah. So, bye. Ta-da. Bye. Bye. Oh, man. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this podcast. 
If you would like to support Diz After Dark and the other After Dark Network podcasts, please visit our website at www.patreon.com forward slash Diz After Dark. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Diz After Dark. Thank you. Dark Podcast Network. Oh.